one announcement uh, before we begin the Dirash for this morning for the boys. We have two programs that I recommend uh, our members to attend. First and foremost, tonight we have learning at 8 p.m. in the shul. I hope to be in attendance. We'll have uh, maza, we'll have some good eats. We'll have a nice derasha. Eight o'clock in the shul, 1801 Ocean Parkway, corner Ocean Parkway and Avenue R. Also for the boys, I know we have girls here, we'll deal with the girls. Sunday morning program for the boys at 9.15. In the shul, it comes with a deluxe breakfast. Shahrit, of course, followed by the Lux Breakfast. Rabbi Bija will be there and all the other rabbis. It's a great program. The whole program, you're out before 11. So you have the whole day in front of you. So please, again, that's for Sunday morning. What I came to talk about this morning means a lot to all of our members. Maybe not today, but I'm sure in the near future. And that's the topic of marriage. I am sure that the girls from time to time think in their brain, when am I gonna get married? Who am I gonna get married to? The boys as well, I'm sure cannot help contemplating this concept of when that big day will come of marriage. And like everything else, marriage is something that needs to be explained through the eyes of the Torah. I'm sorry to tell you, boys and girls, that we've been corrupted. We've been corrupted by movies, by Hollywood. We've been corrupted by fairy tale books that give us the wrong approach into marriages. And therefore, people are not in the right frame of mind, in the right head. And therefore they make mistakes because they weren't basing it on true Torah wisdom. I know some of you are going to ask me, but where in the Torah does it talk about the rules of marriage? Actually, our parasha, parashat hayasada. The Torah actually gives us about 60 pisukim, which is a lot of real estate, teaching us in great detail how Eliezer, the matchmaker, went as an agent for Abraham to find a wife for Yitzhak Avinu, ultimately brought back one of the greatest Sadkaniyot, one of the future Imahot of Yisrael Rivka. I wish I had time to tell you all the secrets of marriage. Maybe one time we'll make a special class. But in Siha, I could give you one. When Abraham was hiring Eliezer for the job, he made him swear, make sure you don't mess up. And the Pasuk writes, you must swear to me, in the name of God. Which God? The God that has his presence in heaven and the God that has his presence on earth. There's a great rabbi called Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra is one of the great Sefaradi commentators on the Torah. And he's bothered. Why does Abraham have to mention 
when he's trying to make a shiduch for his son, the God of Shamayim and the God of Anis. I quote his words. And he says, Shamayim va'ares kibat zugo shel adam because the shiduch and the spouse of a person begins in Shamayim. It starts in heaven and ends on earth. And therefore Abraham is saying, we're about to do something that's really not our business. It's God's business. Who you're going to marry was decided by God. It starts in the Shamayim. Eventually it trickles down to the Aritz. Did you ever hear the saying, marriages are made in heaven? It's exactly what the Ibn Ezra means. To find your spouse, of course we have to make an effort, we have to go out, we have to make ourselves presentable, but ultimately, Shiduchim are God's business. It's Elohei HaShamayim. And then it comes down to the Aretz. What I came to discuss today is a Gemara. The Gemara says that finding a spouse is similar to the splitting of the sea. All of you know about the splitting of the sea. And the Gemara is saying, finding your spouse is like the splitting of the sea. And I never understood it. What do you mean splitting of the sea? The splitting of the sea is dividing something. Finding your shiduch is putting something together. It's a bad analogy. Nachamim couldn't figure out a, a better analogy in making shivurim and shiduchim. It's like the splitting of the sea. What does it have to do? So I'll tell you what I said many years ago. And I'll tell you a story. <clears throat> when I was studying in yeshiva, when I came into the dormitory the first year, I walked into the dormitory and there was a wall and I see black marker on the wall. It says one and then another one and then another one and then another one and then like a five. It makes an X. And then another one. One, two, three, four, five. Somebody wrote on the wall and you see, I'm counting five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. What's going on over here? All of a sudden I see a roommate that I never met before. He was from Argentina. He comes into my room I guess he was my roommate, and he has his suit on, and his tie on, he looks very, very decked out, and he takes his black magic marker, and he goes on the wall, and he writes, I said, what, you're the guy that's doing this? What is this? He says, this is how many girls I've dated. I said, Udi, I can't believe that I started to count again, but you're telling me you went on 41 dates so far with different girls? Yeah, I, I, I'm not able to find. And every week we'd come, Another one, 47, 48, 49, 50. Yeah. And he's a handsome guy, normal guy. He doesn't have any eyeballs. He doesn't look like a, like a monster. He's like a normal guy. And I wasn't dating at the time. But I tell you, I started to get nervous. I said, is that the process? Am I going to have to go out with 45 different girls before I find my shiduch? Anyway, eventually he came back one night and he had a smile from ear to ear. This time he took out a red magic marker. And after number 42, he wrote a check. And he turned to us and said, congratulations, I got engaged tonight. And we said, wow, finally, it's about time. Now let me tell you my story. We're not getting into details. One day I'll give you the details because it's a story from the, for the history books. I went out also. But I went out with one girl. And the first girl that I went out with, 
That's the girl that I married. So I said to myself, look at this. I found it immediately. And this guy, my friend David in the yeshiva, found it after 42 girls. Maybe that's the connection to Kiryat Yamsuf. Because you know how Kiryat Yamsuf happened, girls? If you follow the way the Hakamim explain it, the Jews entered here, and it says they made a U-turn. They went around and came out on the same side. It's not like you learned in the movies that the sea split and they walked across. They actually went through here, and they came around back on the same side. But in the interim, the Egyptians also went in and they drowned. The Gemara also says there was 12 paths. Each tribe went in a different path. So there was one that went on the outer path, and there was one that went on the inner path. Now, who's going to get there faster? Obviously the inner path. And that's what the Gemara is saying. Marriage is like the splitting of the sea. Some have to take a longer route till they find it, and some will take a shorter route. Eventually, everybody will get there. But for Hashem's reason, not everybody gets there at the same time. It depends what lane you're in. So I guess my friend David was in the outer lane, and thank God, I guess I was in the inner lane. That might be a simple explanation. But I know our members in Mag and David are deep thinkers. So I came to give you deep thinking today based on the opinions of the Kabbalah. Sit back and enjoy. You know, when you came into this world, you didn't start as a body. There's another part of you, and that's the neshama. I know you don't see your neshama, but it's definitely there. That's your essence. Your neshama was created way before your body was created. It's created in heaven. And the neshamot of all of us are in a certain box under the chair of God. That's the neshamot. And in heaven, at a certain point, God takes the male neshama and then finds its soulmate. Yeah, soulmate. And takes the female neshama and puts them together. Marriages are made in heaven because that's when the souls are put together. That means before I got married, I was in Shammai, my neshama. My wife's neshama was also. At some point, God took my wife's neshama, took my neshama, and fused it together. We were married in heaven. I didn't know it. I wasn't a body yet, but my neshama definitely was connected to my wife. She's my soulmate. And then what happens? At a certain point, God separates the neshamot. He separates them. And he sends the male neshama down. And as it comes down to this world, it gets a body. I happen to land in Brooklyn. A year later, God sent down my wife's neshama. Trickle down, she ended up in deal. That's the truth. And now the magic is, we have to find each other. Not to unite, to reunite. Because we were connected already. The magic of marriage is not to find a new shiduch, but to find what was yours already in heaven. My story is an amazing story, how I found my wife for another time, of course. Maybe we'll have a class with the girls to hear it. You'll have no choice to say that it was from heaven. Anyway, when I found my wife, and you find your wife, you're reconnecting. So look what I'm going to explain to you. The souls are originally connected in heaven. Temporarily they split. 
They come down and then they are reunited. Isn't that exactly like the splitting of the sea? The splitting of the sea originally was one. And then temporarily, it split. And then after the Jews crossed by, what happened? It came back together again. When we compare marriage to Kiryat Yamsuf, we're comparing the process. It starts as one, there's a temporary separation, and then there's a reunification. So therefore, every marriage, if you ever went to a wedding, you'll see that they make blessings. And the blessings are, Yotzer HaAdam, God, you created man. But if you notice, we make that blessing twice. Yotzer HaAdam, Yotzer HaAdam. And I once asked the big rabbi, when do you ever make the same blessing twice? It's like making shakol the Yavibaro, shakol the Yavibaro. You don't make a blessing twice. The rabbi explained to me, no, we're talking about the process. Yotzer HaAdam, the first creation of man was when he was a soul. This marriage originally was in heaven. Now we're thanking God, Yotzerah Adam, that you created us as humans and we were able to find each other. It's two Yotzerahs, Yotzer in Shamayim and Yotzer on earth. In conclusion, the lesson for us is Which lane you're in, I can't tell you. I'm not a prophet. I don't know if you're in the inner lane or in the outer lane. But I will tell the boys first. Marriage doesn't begin on the day that you find your spouse. Marriage begins the day that you enter the yeshiva, boys. Because now you're preparing yourself to be normal husbands. In the yeshiva, you learn midot. What do the girls want at the end of the day? They don't want some drug addict. They don't want some bum. They don't want some alcoholic. They don't want some gambler. In the yeshiva, that's where we learn how to build ourselves to make ourselves good husbands. The girls want God-fearing boys, decent boys, honest boys, proper boys. And the girls, bless them. The girls in our yeshiva, they shine. They're bright. Lucky is a boy in this community to get a Mag and David girl. Lucky, I say. In the yeshiva, the yeshiva teaches our girls how to become hospitable, how to have the proper modesty. Our boys want modest girls. Yeah, right in the community, the boys have parties and they run around. And once they start to get married, they don't want a girl that's hasbashalom immodest or, God forbid, has uh, uh, loose traits. The boys ultimately want Somebody that's going to be the mother of their children. And we want the mother of their children to be somebody that has fear of God and it's proper. Right or wrong? That's it. It's unanimous, girls. You see it? And you're in no better place to be prepared how to become a proper wife in the yeshiva from your rebbitzins and your teachers. So my blessings. Parashat Hayasara, the Parashat Shetuchim. Just like Yitzhak Avinu was able to find his matchmate, his soulmate, the soul that began in heaven and trickled down to earth. My blessing to all our members. When you begin the process, may it go easy, may it go smooth, and may it be right. Shabbat shalom.